Brand new show, brand new studio, brand new everything. What was formerly the MVSP has now come to a, basically a brand new everything, Brandon. We are so excited to bring it to you. It's episode one, and we got a banger for it. We're so back. We are so back. Dude. This is so fun. We're so I mean, back. Shout out to all the fans, all of our supporters, because you're the reason that this show is continuing, and it has yeah. been successful, and it's been super great. We got a great new format for you. Full Fair and State Sports covered all year long. We'll be talking to coaches, players, staff in our interviews, which you guys have loved the most. And we figured we might as well start off with an absolute heater. So we're giving you one of the most fan requested interviews right off the shoot here for episode one, Joe. And I cannot wait. Yeah, we got head coach of the football team, Tony Anise, joining us in studio. Dude. So that was such a great interview. I'm not going to lie. Very excited for you guys to hear. But we got the Fair State Rundown to do first, and then we'll hop into the interview. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's get into it. Be sure to stick around. The schedule of the whole slate is coming up next, as well as the interview. But uh, to recap, we'll obviously start off with that football game. 17-10 loss to Montana, Joe. Obviously, crowd noise affected us greatly. Huge, yeah, Huge environment we had never been in before. A little bit more penalties than we would have liked, I believe 15. But other than that, you look at offense. Uh, defensively, we did better with possession, yardage gain, more first downs. We just happened to turn the ball over one wrong time and committed a lot of penalties, and there was a couple drops and things like that. There was those little mistakes, and we would have beat a Division One team. Now, no matter what the result was, that's a win in the book yeah. for this football team, and they played awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had 106 yards and penalties. If Even if you win the game, that's almost impossible to do. It yep. doesn't matter. I mean, Montana had 79 of their own, but like I said, uh, whoever has the least amount of penalty yards is probably going to win the game. But like you said, Brandon, we played incredibly well. The defense really showed out. I think that caught a lot of people by surprise. We were stopping their run game. We were really collapsing the pocket and kind of forcing them to get a little bit uncomfortable. And we won the first half. Like that was literally yes. all like that was all us, to be honest. Uh, but obviously coming out, they scored uh, two touchdowns in the third quarter that uh, kind of really took the win out of ourselves. But it was scoreless fourth. So if it wasn't for a really kind of a tough start uh, in the third quarter, we probably would have came out on top. But like we said, Division One opponent, FCS, against a team that's near the top 10 of FCS. And to play that well against them, I mean, that really bodes well for a, for a team's confidence as well as um, what it can show, what we can do for later on the season. Yeah, certainly a lot of great things we learned from that football game. And obviously the guys enjoyed the experience, but things will get back to work here over the bye week. We'll have Northern Michigan coming up for homecoming here, not this week, but next weekend. Uh, so be sure to stick around with that. Rock the top one time here at Fair State yes, University. Uh, before we move over into volleyball, shout out as well, Men's Golf, BNR Investments Bulldog Fall Classic Champions. Huge. Super cool. Uh, congrats to Coach Stark and that crew, dominating from start to finish on their home turf, defending the dog pound well, uh, and securing a chip. So you can read more about that on fairstatebulldogs.com. Anyway, over to volleyball. Uh, two wins in the GLIAC bounce. I mean, against Wayne State, a really good team. Against Parkside, able to take care of business. Uh, obviously, the the offense has been fantastic. That's not something that's really new. The defensive abilities of this team, Joe, we talk about it off air all the time. The depth 
and the ability defensively to set up offensive opportunities, that's taken another level up. And there's even still arguably more to improve with. And I'm sure that team has taken that mindset going into these next weeks, but they're able to get block assists. They're able to set up on a lot of these really scrappy, gritty points. I saw that, especially in the Parkside game. We were really able to grit out some points. And that's just making this team that much more deadly. And they're picking up wins. And obviously, it's one game at a time every day for Coach Brandon Wilhelm and that team. But right now, I mean, they look really, really good. And I'm excited to see what what they do coming up on this big road slate coming up. Yeah, that's uh, going to be really sick, to be honest. Uh, it was a team where we really haven't seen this kind of depth in a while, probably three or four years. I mean, since the start that we came in, probably our freshman year is the last time we kind of seen this depth uh, through all throughout the team. So very excited to see how we played there. Um, obviously going to five sets against a very good Wayne State team. That's kind of expected. They've been a team that's, uh, you know, really, really solid in the region for these past couple of weeks. And then obviously kind of just doing the work, doing the business that I was expecting against Wisconsin Parkside, but still going to be a very solid thing. I mean, we saw that uh, we saw very good volleyball being played at the Colorado Premier Challenge, but we definitely got, uh, you know, two wins right off the bat. And Gleneck is, is a really good start. Absolutely a great start. Moving on over into women's soccer. Uh, obviously started off really hot to begin the season. Uh, have a cooled off a little bit. We got a tie against Davenport as well as have a t- tough close loss to Grand Valley um, on that Friday night night game, I should say. Uh, but I think overall, we've seen us playing in mo- a couple more defensive friendly games where it was more, especially in the Northwood, the Maryville game, eventually two really, really good offenses slugging it out. Um, but we're looking now at these teams where it's been a lot more possession heavy. We've been definitely working on that. Uh, Grand Valley, of course, is a really high class program. Davenport is very good as well. Uh, but we're just really learning how to play on the road a little bit. We're obviously still getting the kinks out. Obviously, you can't rip 10 in a row. Obviously, would love to. But there's things that you have to learn all the way. And it's great that they're learning it right now here in the ag- in the early part of the season. And that by the time we get into the thick of the regular season and towards postseason, we got that cleaned up. Uh, but overall, uh, we're learning to play in these more gritty tough knit games and those are the things that you need in order to make a good postseason run so it's glad that now coach Henson's team especially here is learning that here early on in the season yeah absolutely I mean if you look back at last year and the year before that we've been really deadly on set pieces and corner kicks haven't had that many in the past four games I think the most we've had is maybe three or four and I think the most came from Northwood we had three or Finley we had one Ashland if I remember correctly is like two or three and then Grand Valley only had three so when we get a chance to be able to get those corner kicks and really just pound the box, we'll be fine. Uh, but like we said, early in the season, they'll get it figured out. Absolutely. Final shout out to all of the cross-country athletes. Great performances at Spartan. One of the best in the last five years. Course was good. Course was good footing. It was definitely a nice, nicer day to run. Uh, everybody did really well in the back half, especially the younger classmen still learning how to race the collegiate level. Uh, and the spreads were fantastic. Some of the best we've had all season long. So shout out to them as well. And we'll get to covering more of that here later on in the show. We'll talk about the upcoming events here after our great interview, which speaking of which, Joe... No more. Let's not waste any more time. No more time. Let's get into it. Head coach of Fair State Football, Tony Nees, coming right at you. All right, our first interview guest today. You guys know him very well as TA, one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history. Tony Nees has joined us today. Coach, it's an honor for you to be our first guest here on this program. Thanks for having me, guys. Coach, first question for you. I mean, looking back, your whole career at Ferris State, especially when you started, I mean, you see where the program is at now, being able to put up a great fight against an FCS Division One school. You know, when you're able to have that opportunity and show what Ferris football is all about, what does that mean for you to be able to kind of look back on your career to where it is now? Well, it's extraordinary. First off, I didn't envision, envision it that way. Um, and, uh, you know, when we first started, 
took the job thinking, dang, this is probably the worst job I've ever taken. You know, in my mind, it was one of those things that, man, I have to take it, but I really don't know if I can, you know, for the first time in my career, it was like, can I really get this program, you know, steered in the right direction? So I had some doubts, but, uh, you know, a guy by the name of Jason Vanderlaan was here at the time and and he helped me uh, become, you know, a little bit better coach than than probably I would be because he had such a unique skill set. He was extraordinarily physical and, and durable at a quarterback position. So that helped us kind of get the ball rolling. And, and uh, in 2013, we scheduled another FCS powerhouse in North Dakota State and got absolutely blasted. So now, you know, we've played two FCS schools, two perennial powers um, in North Dakota State and Montana, and uh, just showing, you know, how, how close we were last Saturday. Um, it really kind of is a great indication of the program's growth. And so proud of our guys. You know, I like to win, so disappointed that we lost, but proud that we were so competitive and so determined to, to you know, give our, our you know, a great fight, uh, our best effort to, to try to win that game. Absolutely. Yeah, and especially you mentioned uh, North Dakota State. Now you guys go to Montana this past week, and obviously the football game, we all watched, we all listened, we saw the stats, we saw the final numbers. But for you guys, especially as a team, what was that trip like? Because not a lot of people get to go see the Big Sky State in just beautiful country land everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Um, you know, two years ago, I was in Florida recruiting, and I ran into Jim Trestle in the airport, former Ohio State, Youngstown State, you know, coach and head coach. And, and uh, so he says, you ever play any FCS schools? Because he, he, you know, he was a multi-winner at the FCS level at Youngstown. He won a couple national championships. I said, you know, ironic you say that. We, we just scheduled Montana. And he goes, oh, my gosh, Montana, that's one of the best venues ever. And, you know, he, he coached in the horseshoe there at Ohio State. So so it's uh, pretty cool to know that they, you know, he thought that that was one of the best venues ever. And so when I got there, I'm like, ah, so be it. You know, it's pretty cool spot, you know, overlooking a huge mountain. But when the game started, it was like, wow. It, it's just beyond description. Um, people... You know, people were saying they couldn't even talk to the person sitting next to them. It was that loud. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, our defensive coaches, because, you know, they were loud when we were on offense, not so loud when they were on offense. And uh, so, but when our defensive coaches were on the sidelines, you know, they're huddled up with their players and they said they could hardly communicate with them just in just trying to, you know, prepare the defense for for their next opportunity to take the field. So that's how wildly crazy it was. That's insane. Wow. And especially in that post-game press conference uh, with Montana's coach, Bobby Houck, he called Ferris the Division II team. I don't know if you saw that, but to be able to have your guys get that type of recognition on their talent, what does that mean for you as a coach and just to see, you know, finally to get these guys uh, some upper-level respect, I guess? Yeah, you know, you go into a game, you just say, okay, you know, win or bust, you know. More from Tony Anise coming up after this break here on News Radio WBRN.
it's kind of odd, right? When you think uh, we lost that game, and we come back and we get all this, you know, positive response from everyone across the country. You know, uh, I guess people thought we were going to get blown out. I guess, but you know, including uh, Bobby, who was very respectful to us, the Montana fans who were very respectful to us, and then the D two uh, media who's saying, "Man, we're, you know, they they you know, Ferris State did." you know, division two proud. And, and so that's a good feeling, you know, we want to do D two proud. Um, and, and so, yeah, it obviously was a lot of positive recognition for a loss. Typically when you lose, it's always, you know, dang, that team sucked, you know, kind of deal. But, uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was pretty cool to see how positive people were about our performance out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially kind of going uh, back a layer a little bit, going back to the start uh, for you. I know a lot of coaches probably have a different story, but what was the first thing or your first idea that you decided you wanted to put a headset on and become a head coach? Oh, goodness. So um, I was in fifth grade and uh, we did kind of that career exploration that everybody does. And I said I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. And so I was a high school teacher for 25 years. Um and I loved it. And uh, high school head coach for, for 22. Um, and so my dad was a head coach for 26 years. And and I just always like when I was a little kid and we would go to, you know, McDonald's or Kmart or wherever we, were, we went, you know, you know, grown men would come up to my dad and say, hey, you know, Nick, you meant such a, you know, so much to me in my lifetime. It was just you know, you profoundly impacted my life in a very positive way. And so I heard that. And I'm like, wow, isn't that unbelievable? And there's not an extraordinarily number of careers that I think that you can just say, man, you know, I'm a life changer. And so right away, I'm like, dang, I mean, that's awesome. I want to be a life changer. I want to help young people, you know, be successful. I want people to say that to me when I'm a grown man and, and people who are, you know, you know, have careers, have families, you know, they're, they, they come back and say, wow, you, you just made that kind of impact. And so that's what I always wanted. And so, uh, that's what I chose to do. That's amazing. Yeah. Such a great story too, yeah, to be able to see, you. uh, that impact that you've had. I do have a question though. Uh, I saw that now you're wearing a pattern gray tie and last year you were wearing a red tie. Is that like a superstitious kind of change oh. thing or is it more of just a saw in the closet and you like to type thing? So, um, well, we get a, a tie, um, a new tie every year for the most part until we lose. And uh, so you didn't catch the fact that after we lost to Grand Valley, I changed my tie. And then we never lost from that point on. Um, and then for the new season, I try to get a, a different tie. And you, you caught that question in perfect timing because I wear that tie in honor of my dad who passed away when I was 21 years old. Mm. And he wore a tie. And so I'm like, I'm going to wear a tie in honor of my dad. So um, actually, uh, Coach Hauk asked me, why do you wear a tie? And I said, in honor of my dad. And he goes, have you done it your whole career? I said, 404 games. And he said, you know, that's so cool, you know, because his dad was also a high school head coach. And and so it's cool to see. But, uh, yeah, that's why I wear it. But I'm changing it now. So I'm going to have to find a new tie. And I just typically give away my old tie to one of the players at the end of the season that uh, I admire the most who, you know, is, is graduating. So that's just kind of the thing that uh, I do 
Um, Kyle Thompson, back in the day, he he graduated. He's a pharmacist now, but he graduated, and his last season was 2016 for us. But he uh, he wore the same tie that I wore in the 16 game. We lost to Northwest Missouri State in the semifinals. I gave him the tie, and he wore that tie for graduation. So pretty cool that, to have that happen. That's awesome. How awesome yeah. is that? That's cool. Any sneak peek as far as what the next tie could be, maybe breaking news? No, games? no, i got to work on it. It's definitely something that uh, that I, I have to work on. And, and uh, you know, I like to – I like to hold on to ties for a long time because that means we're winning a lot. So now uh, this is a little bit early for me changing ties. It's the earliest it's been in a long time, but so be it. I was going to say, does Miss, Mrs. Anise kind of get a say in what tie she wants you to wear as well or no? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, between uh, my daughter who, you know, is, you know, she thinks she knows everything about style to, <laughs> to yeah, to, to my spouse and, and and my uh, you know my determination on what I like, um, so we'll see what happens. All For right, sure. you'll have to wait and see. Yep. Uh, definitely one thing that I'm sure a lot of people probably tune into this podcast for knowing the whole story about what we're doing with the show is really what does Tony Anise do outside of football, especially here in the summertime. For you I know you're certainly recruiting, you're working with summer camp, but when all stays all said and done, you're off the gridiron. What's Tony Anise doing in off hours? Well, I live on that lake, That's Big true, White yeah. Fish Lake. So, uh, and uh, so, what a lake! Very, yeah. uh, very nice lake. And and so, um, I also live close to Pilgrim's Run, one point one mile to be exact. Wow! And so, yeah. So, I golf there a lot. Um, actually, uh, um, Zach Ahern worked there this summer and. And he would see me, he's like, man, are you here every day? And I'm like, no, not every day, but probably golf four days a week uh, in, in the summer. Um, in July, June's hard because of camps and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in July, try to try to get to the golf course. And I've got a pickleball court at my house. And so I play pickleball a lot. Um, and, uh, and then just enjoy family. Um, Last uh, year when we were at Lenore Rhine, so almost uh, almost uh, two years ago now, excuse me, one year ago now, I, I said that wrong, um, I had my first granddaughter. So she was born on September 9th. And uh, so Stella, so I spent time with her and, and I've got two more grandchildren uh, on the way. And so Congratulations. Uh, family's cool. important. Yeah, family's important. I golf with my brothers. I have three brothers that... Uh, we're very similar age, so we golf together. I also have three sons, um, so we golf together. A daughter that uh, is pretty active, and and so um, a lot of lot of family time for sure. And and uh, you know we float around on that boat. Family likes to float around on that boat more than I do, and just uh, chill on the boat and talk. But uh, it's 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 fun in the summer for sure. Michigan's so beautiful in the summer. It's like wow. It's it just like a, just like a you know a, a great thing to do. Yeah, and you mentioned with pickleball. I've heard that you and the coaches sometimes play around a little bit. Is that a, is that a true story or? We do, we do. Uh, not so much in the in season, um, but we are in a bye week, so we have played the last couple of days, and I think I've lost now like twelve games in a row. So which is probably <laughs> the. Yeah, one of the worst streak, streaks I've ever had. But, gonna have uh, to gonna have to hit the home court. A little, oh my a little gosh, bit more. these guys, man! It's uh, I mean, some of these guys can really play. So 
it's challenging. But yeah, it's it's fun to play. Absolutely. And especially to go back a little bit, uh, especially when your time at GRCC uh, coaching there, but you're also an associate professor. What's that change for you to go from like classroom, classroom Tony to, you know, coach Tony? Yeah, it was different. You know, it was uh, it was fun to have um, different like connections with not just football players. Right now, my connection is just for the most part with with the football guys, which is awesome. But you know, I'd go in and, and teach some of the things I was teaching at GRCC and have connections with students that weren't weren't just, you know, connected with football. And so that's always a good balance because you get to meet a lot of different people, um, you know, who have different interests. And uh, and so it, it was fun. I actually love teaching at GRCC and I love my days teaching, uh, you know, in classrooms and in, in high school. Um because it is, it's a unique opportunity. And again, you can make the same impact, you know, teaching as you can as a coach and, and coaching is teaching. So philosophically it, it, you know, connects pretty well. For sure. For sure. Final question for you, coach. You appreciate your time taking it all the way back from our old show, but what's been your favorite thing about being here at Fair State and being a Bulldog? Wow. Um, it's a good question. I think my favorite thing is just the development of the relationships um, you know, it just, you know, I, I get criticized sometimes like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm 22, 23 years old and, and sometimes people are saying, Hey dude, you know, you're an old man, you know, and, and, you know, when, when summer hits and I've got guys that, uh, I've coached who are coming and hanging out or I'm going to a, you know, a wedding reception and I'm with like eight to 10 guys that I coached back earlier and, and they're having a good time. And, you know, I, I sometimes I, I'm challenged to act like an adult. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense. Cause it's so much fun to be around the guys that I coached and, and I golf like this summer, I went golfing with Anthony Darkangelo, a great linebacker for us and, uh, Landon Grove, who was my partner and horrible, by the way. <laughs> and uh, so, so Vanderlaan and, and uh, Dark Angelo versus Grove and I, and, and they beat us. But uh, just to go out there with those guys and have fun, and then they sometimes come and hang out at the lake and, and that kind of thing, uh, it's awesome. It's, uh, that's what it's all about, you know, just having those long-term relationships and, and just feeling that, you know, that – I'm a kid again kind of deal, which I feel most of the time because I'm, you know, I'm around young people all the time. So it, it's fun to be that way. It keeps you young, you know. And uh, so, you know, that that's just such a gift. It really is truly a gift. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Coach, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, especially with the bye week. We wish you the best of luck uh, with Northern Michigan at homecoming. But, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Big thanks to Coach Anise for coming on the show. Here's the final Bulldog schedule for you. Quick fire rapid style. Ready? Friday, Lansing invite for women's and men's cross country. Men's tennis at Allendale for the Davenport tournament. Women's soccer at home against Northern Michigan, 4 o'clock. Women's volleyball at Saginaw Valley, 7 p.m. Saturday, women's golf at the Gildas Club Laker invite as well as at Davenport for volleyball. Sunday, Lady Bulldog Invitational as well going into Monday and Michigan Tech Soccer hosted on 1 o'clock on Sunday. So there you go. That's all there is to it. Be sure to be here for more episodes coming soon, Joe. Absolutely. Weekly episodes coming out. Huge first episode. Big thanks to Coach Tony Neese for coming on. As always, take care, everybody.